Aloha. Ohana. Welcome to the Ronohana Podcast with your host, Brittany. Suck it up, buttercup. Kenny. It puts the lotion in the basket. Donna. You want to run with me? You're taking pictures. And Ryan. Are we really doing this again? Now, let's get ready for some fun times and furlicks. This is the Ronohana Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. It's another episode of the Ronohana Podcast. We're back. We had a few <laughs> weeks off there. We did. It went a little bit longer than I anticipated. Yeah. Holiday oh, was well. in there somewhere and it just kind of just didn't work out. So life happens. It does. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing it's good. Been an interesting Enjoy- week. Enjoying the nicer weather. Nicer weather is nice to have. Mm-hmm. And what else? What else is nice to have is some extra guests on our show today. Yay! We've got Jason and Amy. Chase, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Thanks for joining us. It's great yep. to be here. Thanks, Thanks for having us. We're bringing you on. We're going to talk about uh, a little race that you guys had in Arizona that you guys participated in, as well as. Host Donna, right? So we'll get into that later. So, Brittany, what's going on with you? So, you know, I almost quit running this week. What? Yeah. Like, so you mentioned the beautiful weather, right? So I, I you know, didn't run this weekend. I was supposed to do a long run because we all have that half marathon coming up and y'all are way more trained than I am. So I said, Monday, I'm going to run after work. So I took all my stuff. It was gorgeous. Went to my park, was running. I I just wanted to do four and a half miles before I went home. And, uh, you know, felt strong, felt good, even with the pollen out. And then I'm coming up on the last hill to finish. And there's this, you know, darling little girl on her tricycle with Mm -hmm. her mom pushing her. She's wearing a princess helmet and, you know, this colorful dress and, I look at her and I smile, you know, and then she looks at her mom and goes, why is that woman waddling? Shouldn't she be running? You little B-I-T-C-H. Like, really? Oh, man. I can't believe she would say that. She was not that pretty. She was. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany. The same. Maybe and, you know, it's those bikers it, it, from from that age. She's already a biker mentality. They're just they're rude. I know we're, we're about to get hate mail, but I've, I've run with both groups and they. Yeah, no. She probably learned <laughs> that, right? Maybe the maybe, huh? maybe her parents are kind of joking about people like that. So she had to she had to learn that. Yeah, behavior, but her right? mom's not running. I saw her. She's not a runner. Hmm. <laughs> like, it's not even like she was. You That's know why I mean? she's like on a bicycle. If, if it was your kid, you know, I could see that comment coming out of that child because you're fast <laughs> and you run and you're serious. But no. Well, interesting. I'd have well, just drop kicked the kid quit, and kept Brittany. running. Don't quit. Well, no, because y'all are going to make me run 13 miles in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I can't yeah. quit. But it was just, you know, when you're feeling great. And I mean, even my shadow was looking all skinny and stuff. And, <laughs> and then she had to go and, and ruin the moment. What's your shadow have to say about it? Uh, don't listen to that little, you know what? Yeah. So. 
I'd agree with your shadow. Go, shadow. go back to my shadow look skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else does that. Cause I said that to a girl where she goes, who, why were you looking at your shadow? I was like, cause she looks skinny. <laughs> I just kept looking at it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, you know, those runs where you just feel good and strong. And, you know, like I said, nice weather, just pretty enjoying my music, enjoying my skinny shadow running next to me. And, Ruined at the end. Well, I hope you get a good redo this weekend. Same. Yeah. I'm going out tomorrow, and hopefully that little girl's in school. (laughs) (laughs) Everything Um, else good? Yeah. You know, I I was hoping to drink tonight, um, but I kind of overdid it last night. But my girlfriend gave me um, those new, uh, what are they called? The Blue Moons? Right. So this is the other part I feel bad about. She offered to give me one so I could try it. And I was like, well, can you give me two? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a new beer, is it? It is. It's the skinny blue. Oh, it's like nine, you know, no carbs and low calories and whatnot. But I just figured I'd probably like it and I'd want to. But that was probably wrong and rude. But, you know, I think I feel like if you're good friends with somebody, you can do that. Yeah. Right. And then she ended up giving me three, one for Kenny, but he's not going to drink that. (laughs) So now you got three. So I really hope I like it because now I got three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, if you don't like it, I imagine you will know by the end of the third one. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure it'll go down just fine. Donna, what's going on with you? How about you guys? What is going on? Um, Well, I just had, I mean, we'll talk about it a little while. My My big thing was that I got to go run in Arizona with Amy and Jason and loved, loved, loved the race that we did and the scenery and was just, the views there were outstanding. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stop taking pictures. My favorite thing was when Amy took a picture of me taking a picture. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, here's Donna doing what Donna does. And that's pretty much true. (laughs) Behind the scenes. Yep. Yep. But other than that, it's just, you know, I am I am enjoying the weather today. I went uh, today. I got outside and um, it it just felt like it just felt like the I told Brittany the woods are calling me. It was just like I, I had needed to be in there, and it's really cool to see the trails now because everything's starting to bloom and bud, and so it's changing the whole look of things. So it's just going to be neat seeing it over the next few weeks and next couple of months how it just will change from what we're used to seeing in the winter of all this just barrenness and. You can see through the trees, and now we'll be very enclosed. I just yeah. have to watch out for bikers because I almost got taken out by one today. See the bikers? Yeah, the bikers. Yeah. They are crazy, and some of them are are good. And they and I make sure I only have if I ever wear my headphones in the trails with me, I only put them in one ear so I can hear what's happening around me. And um, some of those guys just they just come up behind me as if I'm supposed to hear them like when they're a foot away other ones I appreciate when they're like biker behind biker behind and you know I'll move to the side I have no problem moving for you just let me know you're there so anyway but it was really nice otherwise it's just same old stuff really what I feel like though travel is becoming more of a thing and in fact John and I were talking about all the different things we've got coming up and what we're trying to plan and so there's just a lot going on i think well i am with you in that respect um i got vaccine number two this week Woohoo! 
Yay. How yeah. did it go? Because I signed up for one next week and then I like broke out in sweats and it was uh, bad. Yeah, I, I mean, the shot was fine. My reaction. So I got it in the evening on Monday, uh, Tuesday morning. I woke up and I had a little bit of a backache. My arm was just a little bit sore, but it was actually less sore than the first one. And then I was going to go on a run. I felt well enough to go on a run, but I decided, you know what? I'm going to give this thing 24 hours because that's when a lot of people are starting to deal with issues. So I'm going to give it 24 hours. I just kind of chill. Don't want to make anything worse. So um, got my car. I drove my hour to work. And by the time I got out of my car at work, I guess it was just the sitting in one spot for an hour. Mm. My back was like really sore. And then just throughout the day, my body just started really aching. And it was very symptomatic of when I got COVID in November. Um, mm. My entire body, by the end, by the time I left work, my elbows hurt, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my spine. It felt like every rib in my my rib cage would hurt. It was like when I would breathe, I could just feel them all like separating, and it was just like, what in the world? It felt like I just needed to go to like a chiropractor or some sort of masseuse and just like get some work done because. It felt terrible. And when I came home that night, I damn near crawled into bed, like physically crawled to my bed to get in because I was just, it felt rough. Woke up the next morning, felt like a million bucks. It was that's crazy. It is crazy. So I went for a run the next morning and have been fine since. So yeah. Hmm. Regardless, the body aches were definitely worth it. So uh, so I'm super excited about having that and just in time for me to take my return trip to Disney. Yay! <laughs> so Gene and I are going to Disney, just like a quick extended weekend, uh, check out a few things, flower and garden, nothing, you know, nothing too. it's kind of a chill weekend. Uh, oh, it's going to be awesome. But it'll be awesome. It'll be great to be back and... So super excited. Are you taking the kids? No, kids are staying home. Got school. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Ah. So it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Um, Gina's never been to Flower and Garden before, so she's super excited about that. And just gonna take the opportunity to explore a couple of things that we haven't done before. Uh, We do have some trips, multiple trips planned next year, and. We've got Nashville the following weekend, so that's super fun. So excited. Which oh, we, we're running, we're running the Eugene half marathon. We are all going to meet up down in Nashville. We're going to do the rock and roll and try to be safe with it as we could. Right. And it got canceled. Um, a few of us had seen the Eugene half marathon, uh, pop up in our emails and online and R2 mentioned it and we decided, yeah, let's do it. So the, the only reason why I really bought into that virtual half marathon, I had my eye on it before we talked about it because the metal and I don't run virtual races for many things, but I definitely do not run them for medals except for this metal. <laughs> this is the coolest damn metal ever. They've taken the, the old Hayward field, which is normally a uh, kind of a key feature to the Eugene half marathon or full marathon. But they, when they demolished Hayward field, they took some of the old bleachers, chopped them up, and turned them into the medals for this event. That's pretty cool. I hope we get them before we go so we can uh, we can have them with us. Yeah, I get little photos. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Pictures? To Who wants pictures? <laughs> what are you talking about? 
<laughs> Look, here I am, like, agreeing to do rock and roll, right? And then it turns into just a fun drinking weekend, which I was really excited about. And now we're back to running. Like, oh, but it'll oh, yeah. be blast. We're going to find our way through Nashville. It'll be very fun. Who's coming out with the course? Uh, I don't know. I got some <laughs> ideas on the course. I got some ideas on the course. I've already been okay, looking at good. it. Because Ryan there's, is. There's a couple of spots in our area that I, I wanted to hit just kind of for my own personal fun. Uh, so I, I think we can make a fun course. All right. So that's all that's going on in my neighborhood. Amy, Jason, what's going on with you guys? Well, the night before we left for our trip to Tucson to run our race, our Peloton bike got delivered. Nice. Very nice. So we've been slowly figuring that out and it was going really well until last night. I'm so I should say I'm struggling with clipping in and out. It's a bit of a a thing. Yeah. (laughs) But I thought I finally figured it out. I was doing really well. And then last night I did a ride, a beginner ride. And I thought I was literally going to die. And I'm like thinking that I'm having like I'm about to pass out. And I can't get unclipped. And it was just a little traumatic for me. So I think I'm going to take a little Peloton pause. <laughs> Do they have the option on a Peloton? Because I have like the poor man's Peloton. I don't have the actual Peloton. Do you have the option to clip or to just put your foot in the regular basket? Or do you have to clip? We have to clip unless we oh. get clips. Okay. Well, Sam can no longer leave the house if she's going <laughs> on the Peloton. <laughs> well, don't get discouraged. Because Stay on it. You, Imagine it'll eventually come with just uh, yeah. more routine on it. Could you at least get your foot out of the shoe if you can't unclip? You know, I was so panicked it, that never crossed never my mind. Never occurred. Be thankful it's on an indoor bike and not on out on the yes. road on an outdoor yes. bike. <laughs> yeah. That is a little scary. I mean, especially for an outdoor bike, but um, I've, I've heard of more, I've heard of quite a few people who have had that kind of panic attack though, that they can't unclip even on the indoor. So I'm sure you'll get it. I'm sure you'll get it. I only had issues like clipping in, like when I would go and use the gym bike, I'd like slam my foot down, you know, until it would finally just like find the holes or whatever. Cause I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but I, I just always move my foot sideways to get, like, it was easier to get out. So I never had a problem with the indoor bike, but I will never do it on the outdoor bike because I know I will fall and I won't be able to unclip. Yeah. Like, I understand the process. I understand what you're supposed to do. It's not going to happen. I'm going to get an accident. I'll probably die. So no. <laughs> I've been wanting to try it, but it is very unnerving to do at least for outside because I've done it on a spin bike, but for outside. Yeah. I can fall by myself in a regular on a regular pedal. So what yeah. if I can't get my foot down? I don't well, know. It, it does cause you on an indoor bike, on a spin bike, it causes you to use your, your feet the way you're supposed to. Right. 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 So mm-hmm. it is better for you to be clipped in, but right. you just have to get used to it. You'll get there. Well, maybe Amy, you just need to practice getting in and out when you're not doing a ride. Right. Just so that you're not already like out of breath or feeling hot or whatever. And you can just be like, Oh, I'm just Do you doing have the red button. Yes. So just remember that if you freak out, just slam the button and stop. <laughs> Is that you like know the emergency I mean? button? 
Yeah, it's like the emergency brake thing. But does that unclip you? Or no, does, but it stop stops. Like, yeah. just stop riding. Just stop, right? And then take a breath and figure out, sit down, figure out how to get out. That's what I need. I need it to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, what's going on with you? How are you doing on the Peloton? I am getting better at getting in and out of the pedals, but it definitely is challenging. But I am, I'm actually enjoying it more than I thought I would like it, but I find myself, I'll do it in the morning and by late afternoon, I'm like, I kind of want to do another class. Really? I wow. haven't done a second one, but <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> That's so impressive. I see it on my Strava feed where people will do multiple rides per day. You know, they might do a, a, a half hour in the morning session and then do a, a longer workout in the afternoon. And it's kind of crazy, but I can see where the, it, you know, the addiction might be there, especially have you done it? Uh, imagine all of their classes or where you could see all the other bikers and you're just kind of competing against them. Right. Is that how all the classes yeah, work? I've done one live class. Gotcha. Yeah, that would yeah. be the competitive drive in just doing one of those. If I would come up short of goal, or if there's somebody on there that I would pass, I could see it in other people's like feeds and their Instagram stories I follow. I would have that same addiction where I'd just be like, "All right, damn it, I'm doing one more class. <laughs> I'm gonna break this." You know, just like a never-ending kind of like little feed. This is a challenge, a gamification of exercising, and that's that's kind of fun. It's a good app, that's for sure. I like the fact that they have all the different lengths of the classes. So like um, Brittany and I are doing this workout in the mornings, but sometimes I just like another 15 or 20 minutes. And so I can take a class that's only 15 or 20 minutes and feel like I'm doing something a little bit different. It's, it's, and I have a lot of options, tons of options. Their strength classes have been really good too. And I find that I can do a lot in way less time than I would if I was left to my own Mm-hmm. devices and yes. to be working so yes. that's good and like this afternoon my back was hurting while I was working and I just did a 10 minute stretch class and it was fantastic wow nice great. all right I need to order a peloton bike I guess <laughs> well you really just need the app I mean yeah the bike obviously is nice but it's the app that is is the good stuff go ahead Brittany Donna, you guys have some badasses for this week. Brittany had a surprise one. I, I do. I have an anonymous one. So Anonymous badass? How do we recognize an anonymous badass? Because you'll understand after I tell you the story. So this is this is a girl. We go walking, you know, um, twice a week when the weather's nice. There's like three, three of us. Well, she has a tilted uterus, right? And I I was told that I have one, you know, when I was pregnant. Um, I do have to pee a lot, but I can make it, right? And, and you know, when I run, that urge goes away, and I can, like, you know, run a half without having to go. She's not the same. <laughs> so we went to the to Piedmont Park to, to walk, and there's, like, a bathroom right at the dog park in the beginning, right? So she uses the bathroom before we leave the office, it's a five-minute ride to Piedmont Park. But then we walk from, like, the, the Ansley Mall over to Piedmont Park. So it's, it's about 0.75 miles from car to that dog park. She'll pee there. We'll walk around, come back that way. She'll pee again. We'll go get in the car and go home. 
So well, this day, the bathroom is closed. And we were like, you'll be all right, you know, whatever. And I kind of joke that you can always go in the woods. So we go around, we're coming back towards the dog park. And she's like, ah, I don't think I'm going to make it. I was like, just go down in the woods. We'll cover you. She barely got to the first tree, not down into the woods like I thought she would. And she's peeing on herself. Yes. And I'm just looking down. And she, like, you yes. can see it going in her shoe and everything. Yes. I'm so proud of her. So, look, that's not the badass uh, part. Oh, that's, that's not, not even the badass, badass part. part. So, if this were me, I'm done, right? Like, until that bathroom opens up, we're not doing this again. Like, have fun. No, she went and bought Depends, y'all. Yeah. She bought the pens so that she could still go on walks with us. She was willing to pee in a diaper to walk with us. What? Now wow. that's badass. Well, I'll give you that. that. I'll give you that. So she wore the depends and the bathroom was open again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. But I, I'm, I don't know if she listens. I'm just not gonna give her name out. But I do think, and I honestly think she's a badass. Like, like I would not have done that. I would have just been like, I'm out. Y'all have fun. I can't pee on myself again. That's pretty badass. My solution, I would have just peed myself, but I would have swapped out the shoes for Crocs, and then that yeah. way you could just rinse them right off for it, and you don't have to worry about washing them real, real thorough. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Luckily, we were in her car that day, so because we carpool, and uh, she drove home. So, <laughs> in her car. <laughs> that is definitely a badass. Definitely a badass. Donna, you have some other badasses for this week? Yeah. Um, I saw a couple of things on Facebook that I wanted to mention. Lori Weiner it's just is a crazy badass. I mean, the woman is like unstoppable. It, she just goes and goes and goes and goes. And so the last big thing that she did, I want to say was a 25 K um, trail race. And she just, she said she kind of got beat up in there, but she finished it. She did it. And she is a badass in my book. And then Absolutely. I know, um, yeah, Jessica grand, she um, had been training for a special run. I honestly am not 100% sure that she hit her goal on that particular race, but she is also out there all the time. And even when she was in Florida and the snow came or she said, she told me it was just frost, but it looked like snow on her, on her rooftop. She still was out. She still got it done. And then, um, Greg, um, Greg in Orlando, who just did the hundred miles in a week for cast member pantry, he is just always doing something phenomenal. And he's an amazing story. Yeah. I mean, the guy yeah. just dropped three fourths of himself and, you know, just keeps going and, and very proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. So major badass is right there. Major Definitely badass. props to you guys who are, who are just killing it. Keep doing it folks. You're inspiring many people. Keep on with your badass self. That's right. <laughs> You guys saw the medals for the summer virtual series. Yeah, we did. I'm retiring. After, I'm sorry. After I after we run the Eugene virtual <laughs> half marathon, I am retiring from virtual races for a while. So yeah. I, I had 
zero interest in this in this event. Uh, I think last year with the attractions, or was it last year or the year before? Yeah, the Space Mountain Haunted Mansion. Yep, I had some interest in those, and mostly I was going to uh, use them to kind of encourage my kids to kind of get out and do some running with me. But I had no interest in this one. Yeah, they didn't tempt me either. And usually, if anybody's going to be tempted, it's going to be me. And I, yeah. And and it's not so much the theme. I mean, the theme is Lion King, and they're all Lion King themed medals, obviously. But, um, and they're cool looking medals, especially for virtual races. But, yeah. Wasn't for me. And that's okay, because you know what? They're sold out. I know. I I was shocked at that. How do you sell out of a virtual? Like you can just order more medals. Like <laughs> it should be like unlimited. The, it's not like you have a playing field of, of you can only have so many runners. So how, and we know Disney's greedy. So how do you sell out? Yeah. Why would you turn off that cash? Yeah. Um, yeah I don't but know. You said I don't know the how challenge works. is still available where you can do all of them. I'm pretty sure. See, maybe the they're that greedy where they're saying <laughs> we want all the money. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna one off these races on us you're gonna take all four of them. or none yeah we want all your money we'll order more medals don't you worry but we want all the money hmm. maybe like that's the only, maybe. that's the only thing that makes sense because you can't really i'm sorry you can't sell out of a virtual i guess there's some logistics involved and I imagine there would that they're these medals i mean they're nice medals so there's a lot of production that goes into it and logistics and i still know that with covid other countries and shipment and who knows where these things are coming from there's logistical issues that are going on throughout the world that are still happening because of covid and so maybe there is a time frame where they had to have a certain number put in place in order to make this uh happen in the time frame that they wanted it to happen i don't don't buy it i i believe in a cutoff date but i don't believe we've reached the cutoff date when you just open it up yeah, I'd agree with that. No. That seems kind of strange, but it's sold out. At least yep. for the I'm not, I'm races. still not tempted. And I'm not doing all four of them. I wasn't going to do one. I'm not doing four. That's right. <laughs> Are you sure, Ryan? I'm sure! <laughs> I do agree that they're great if you're trying to get your kids out and run, uh-huh. right? It is a great motivator for that, but I just, yeah, I have no interest in it. And for the record, I do not fault or shame anyone who has interest in them. They're cool medals. No. It's, it, you do you. You do you. I do me. That's right. Not really. I really, I don't. I really don't. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. <sighs> oh, enough of that. Yeah. So, Donna. Yeah. You went out to Arizona. I did go out to Arizona. You met up with our friends, Amy and Jason. Yep, yep, yep. Which, you know, I have to tell you. So Amy and Jason have been part of Team Shenanigans, right? And Mickey Milers also. Correct, guys? Right? Yep. And so it's one of those weird kind of things where, like, we we talked about this when we had Bill Taylor on, where all of these races and all of these groups start to like mesh together and you don't know where you've seen someone first and how many times you've actually met. And, you know, my husband was coming with me and he's like, so Amy and Jason, 
he would ask me these questions and I'd be like, I don't know, <laughs> because we, we had only met a handful of times. But through this year, one thing that's been kind of cool is I feel like friendships have deepened and relationships have gotten better just because you're forced to talk through social media or text or Zoom or whatever people were doing. And Amy and I just really connected. A lot of it had to do with like Instagram stories in the beginning where we would just comment on each other's things. And then it just rolls into these kind of really cool friendships. And so it was really fun for me to be able to do that um, all during this last year and then have it culminate meeting up at a race. So I'm really glad that we got to do it. It was a lot of fun. So Amy and Jason, why don't you tell us a little bit about your running background and when you started and how you guys, how long you guys been doing it. It's kind of cool that you do it together too. Okay. I'll start, I guess, because I did start. Um, I started running like uh, just a little bit to kind of just up my fitness. I had been going to the gym and doing elliptical and other things and I just needed a new challenge. So I was running a teeny tiny bit and I'm a big nerd. So it didn't take me very long to open up runner's world and start kind of trying to learn about running. And pretty quick after that, I saw an ad for the princess half marathon and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I need to do this. I don't know how I've never run a single race, but well, I got to do it. So I did. I signed up like I had never run any races ever. Then I signed up and I guess through sheer terror, (laughs) I managed to figure it out. And I went and I did that first race as I was training. Then I learned about the coast to coast medal and decided, okay, well, if I'm doing one, what the heck I'll do two, one and done or two and done. (laughs) <laughs> and so then Jason decided to do the Disneyland half as well. So I'll let you take it from there. So that was really the the sole purpose is, oh, this sounds like fun, a Disney race. And the medals are really cool. And it's really, for me, it was going to be a one and done. And I got my first bling and... Now I've got a whole wall full of it. <laughs> but I've never run yeah. prior to that either. I mean, I remember the first time I'm like, oh, I'm going to try running. I ran a half a block, thought I was going to have a heart attack, and didn't do it again <laughs> for like five years. <gasps> uh, it happens, and then it sucks us right in. Neither one of us grew up as athletes. I was like the last kid picked in gym class. I hyperventilated when we had to run the mile and had to go home. Like we weren't set up really well to jump into this, but I guess over time we've kind of Mm -hmm. developed some level of skill or endurance, not much, but some. Um, And we've just kind of got addicted to the bling and the friends and the travel. And we kept going. Yeah. I think that's what gets a lot of us. Yeah. The friends, right the travel, in. the bling. Mm-hmm. Definitely the friends. Like, who mm-hmm. thought we would just meet all these great, amazing people throughout the country and, you know, even on the other side of the world, like Emerson Pratt, just great people, you know, and that's what we come back for. Yeah. Yep. The best people. Yeah. yeah. Very true. And that's what got Donna to 
board a plane, fly out to Arizona, and run this. Where was this race located? It was in Tucson, but it's called the Saguaro National Park. And it's put on by a company called Vacation Races, and they do all national park races. And so it you're just, I mean, you're just surrounded by beauty. You just go and see what this country has to offer. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's really amazing. Now, Amy and Jason basically get to live there. And so they had this whole place down for us. They, they, they told us where to stay, which was this beautiful resort that they have been to multiple times, even that month, right? You guys had been there, I think either earlier that month or earlier, maybe the last month or something. Um, but they knew great places to eat. I mean, we went to this great, um, desert museum when we were there that they could show us around. I mean, it was just, it was, it was ideal. It was a lot of fun. And, um, Highly, highly recommend. Highly, well, that was the inaugural race that we did. Um, but I would recommend this. I would recommend that race, and I would recommend vacation races. I, I, I think you guys would agree, right? They just did an outstanding job with things. I mean, oh. flawless. It yeah. was mind-boggling how beautifully they had everything thought through and put mm-hmm. together. It was perfect yeah and i'm curious to see how they do things when it's not in pandemic times you know like we literally didn't hear 100 for certain if this race was even going to happen until maybe two weeks prior three weeks prior yeah Yeah, about that Um, because they were waiting for the county to make a final decision on how many people they were going to allow and um Vacation races had already put into place that they were going to change it from a Saturday only race to a Saturday and Sunday race so that they could cap out the maximum amount of people that the county would allow. And they had said, if they don't allow us to do at least 800 people per day, we're not going to do it. And at one point it was just going to be 500. So they were like, eh, may not happen. Anyway, you got to choose your day. They had tons of waves going all through the morning that let people out. And it was just, I mean, from start to finish, there was just nothing. I couldn't say anything bad about it. I think we even talked about that as we were walking away. We were like, did they do anything that we would say they could have done this better? And we honestly couldn't think of anything. The only complaint I had was that they didn't, they ran out of shirt sizes for like some of the merch um, and had limited selection, but they went and restocked that. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to order it after the fact with a coupon code. So I ended up getting what I wanted for 30% off. Like even the- You got it for 30% off? Oh yeah. (laughs) I would have ordered more. I missed that part. Oh my gosh. Even the thing they messed up, they fixed. It was just perfection. Yeah. Yeah. They even fixed my last name that I did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Donna, you gotta, you got, we gotta pause the rate, and you gotta tell us, you gotta tell the listeners about this. This is hilarious. <laughs> so I, we get to the expo. So okay, this is the way they wanted to do it. We had to drive through the expo. So they had you in this big long line of cars, which didn't take all that long, and um, they had it open for like five or six hours, and so you'd go. 
and the person would come up to your car and you would give them your last name and they would go get your bib and your shirt and they would give you a band because the band told you what color wave you were going to run in. So we're all in the same car. Jason and Amy give their name and I say my name and the woman is looking and looking. And usually it's not hard to find Quackenbush because there's not a lot of cues. So looking, looking, and she goes, um, huh, you're going to have to get out and go talk to them over there because you're not on the list. And, you know, I get this feeling in the pit of my stomach, like, oh, what did I do wrong? Like, I, and, I, and I pulled up my email. I'm like, look, I did get an email and everything. And so I knew that I had paid for it, but I didn't know what I had screwed up. So anyway, I go over to the table and um, I'm like, hey, here's my email. I signed up for this race and I'm, for some reason I'm not on the list. And <laughs> she goes, oh, well, you have your last name as your email address. So I'm <laughs> Donna, Donna Quack at Verizon.net somehow. <laughs> what makes so she was able to fix it for me right there. But what makes it really funny is that my bib said that. My bib said Donna, Donna Quack at Verizon.net. And then what's even better is that Jason pointed out when we got to this little expo that they had signed up, they had a poster with everybody's name on it. <laughs> For this inaugural race that you could you can take home with you. Oh my <laughs> and god! And here I am, smack dab in the middle, Donna Donna Quack at Rising <laughs> So every participant took home a poster with your email address plastered yes. in the middle of it. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you take home the poster because I that's didn't. priceless? I didn't. Uh, for it but maybe i would have with 30 percent off maybe i could still <laughs> get it yeah they might still be out there you can, get you can order the t-shirt that had donna donna yep. yep. <laughs> that so, was too funny i know after i went back and looked it turns out that i don't know how it happened because you know you use all those different run sign up was the one that they used mm -hmm. and it just auto populated. And so I didn't even check it because I've, I've <laughs> used it a million times before and I've always been down a quack much. I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> anyway, they did fix it. See, they fixed another problem. Um, I thought that I had said, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought they said there would not be aid stations or water hydration on the course. And so you had to you had to bring your own and wear a vest or you had to pick up what they called a hydro flask um, when you got to the expo. Now this, as I'm saying it out loud, doesn't really make sense because if they didn't have water, why would you need a hydro flask? But anyway, they did in fact have tons of aid stations. I think there was one every like two miles or so, would you say? Yeah. yeah. And each one had water and had this new, okay. I've never heard of this, um, hydration fluid before what would you call it hydration hydration um you know it was like instead of powerade or gatorade it's mm -hmm. called gnarly it's called gnarly nutrition and it was delicious in fact i ordered so guys. yeah and now that's what i'm using on my runs because i am not a big i don't like powerade i don't like gatorade i'm even on the fence with noon but um this stuff was really tasty and i liked it a lot and i've had no like stomach issues or anything so they had that, but they had it rigged so that you would just um, use your foot to get it to go into your container. So you either had your own vest and your, um, you know, you could put your water bottles in there or this little hydro flask was the coolest little thing. It has a thing on it that looks like a belt hook clip 
or whatever. So it would just hook onto your pants. And then when you get to the um, water jug, you just step on this pedal that would then make the thermos release the water and you'd open it up and you could drink it. It was it was amazing. I did. I tried multiple times to try and get a video of it. <laughs> Lisa finally was like, Donna, why don't you let one of us take it? Instead of trying to hold my phone and hold the water thing. I never did that. So I didn't get a picture of it, but it, I'm going to use that thing all the time. I mean, cause it'll, it'll work for water fountains and it just, it stayed right on my, um, my skirt or my pants, you know, my clipped right on there. Super easy. And not wasteful, you know. There weren't thousands of cups all over the place. They had uh, waters and what? They had water, gnarly, and then two of the stops they had oranges and bananas, right? And gels. Yeah. 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 So they had a ton of stuff. Um, you guys want to add anything in about the expo or pick up? Um, I'm still thinking about the water, and it was my favorite thing ever. I don't know how many races I've gotten water from some kid who had their fingers stuck in there and I'm just so grossed out. I want every race ever to be set up with these aid stations the way they had them. It was perfection. Yeah, it makes 100% sense. You know, there was no waste. There was nobody sticking their hands in your water. And it was super easy to use. So well, I was thinking about like, what would we take away from COVID that we want to keep for future? And that sounds like one. However, you can't take away the kids from bird in hand because <laughs> that's water, water, just, water, that's water, an experience water, water, water. that everybody has to have. And I don't think that they could do away with volunteers for um, the, the, what do you call Ryan people um, for the elite that needs to just run by they're not going to stop and and fill their their flask right they need to keep running so but i I do agree that i like that idea better big races would be a challenge when you've got 20 to forty thousand runners and you've got true you know 60 or 70 coming in at the same water stop at the exact same time you know that would be difficult but for a trail race experience or something that's a little bit more spread out it sounds fantastic Oh, well, yeah. they did that for um, uh, what's the one where you you distance like the two hundred miles and you break up in teams. I can't. Ragnar? Yeah, Ragnar and those type of races. They'll have um, stations like that where it's just because they don't know when people are going to come by. Right. So they don't actually have people out. They just have like the the coolers where you can get your own water and whatnot. Yeah, each of these stations did have people there, but they didn't have to. They were just kind of manning it. You know, I think if if stuff had run out maybe they would have refilled it or whatever but right. they certainly didn't need a ton of people standing there but so that was really great the other reason that they did it is they said that they have basically a zero waste policy i think because they're part of the national parks right. so their goal for the entire race is to have less than one bag of garbage mm-hmm. oh wow mind-boggling right yeah yeah and i would say the only place then that they would have that looked like they, I don't know how else you would do it, but they gave everybody a garbage bag if you had gear check. So they did have a lot. I mean, except that I took that home with me. So I guess that's not their trash. <laughs> we should talk about gear check for a minute because this is also bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to give up your warm clothes until you were literally at the start at the start line. So if you didn't want to throw it away, you didn't have to because you would just give it to them there. And it would be waiting for you at the end. 
And then supposedly they had another one of those, like at mile three or something. I don't recall if I ever saw that. So Donna, that was when we went off course. Oh. <laughs> 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 so if you run with me, you have, you to, have be to be very careful. <laughs> you do take pictures, but you also have to make sure you know where you're going. <laughs> you take pictures so you know how to get back on track. <laughs> right, right. Did we really miss a whole thing like that? It was where we stopped and I took my shirt off, but I didn't leave it. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. That makes sense. Well, anyway, the first, so, so anyway, we had a, no problems with the expo, no problems with the gear pickup. I mean, the bib pickup and everything. And then the next morning, we were supposed to start at eight is what time our wave was supposed to start. But they asked us to get there a whole hour early because of the way they had to do the roads. The road had to be closed coming in. So, you know, you had to kind of do this loop around thing when you were driving. So they asked everybody to come an hour early. So we kind of thankfully Jason wanted coffee on the way. And we stopped at a McDonald's and all of us got a bacon egg and cheese biscuit. Thank goodness we did that. Um, but we got there and as we were pulling in the parking lot at right at about seven, they said, well, we're way ahead of schedule. And if anybody who's in the red wave, which is what we were, wants to start now, go ahead and start. And so we were able to start like 10 or 15 minutes after we got there, which was really nice. Um, it was a little bit cooler. And I, I, it just was like, there were no people around. I kept thinking, where are these 800 runners who are here today? Because I swear we saw 10 people. That was it. And then they had announcers and stuff like that. But it was just very, you never felt threatened in terms of crowding or being around a lot of people. And um, once we started running, I'd say the first six miles or so was all trail. And it was it was a tougher trail than I anticipated, I know. It was very, like, big rocks you know, like easily twisting your ankle kind of rocks. And we didn't have to do a huge amount of climbing or anything, but it just was a little more treacherous sounds like too big of a word, but we, we did a lot of fast, fast paced walking there versus running. Wouldn't you say guys? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. So, um, and it was, uh, it was very picturesque. So we did take, we took a few pictures. Oh, and P.S., the company does free race photos. So there's another benefit. Oh, wow. So, I mean, they didn't have a ton of photographers, but um, but we got a handful of good pictures. And they were positioned at places where the backdrop of those pictures was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great. Yeah. It was awesome. It was really good. Um, also, the weather literally couldn't have been more perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect clear blue skies, cool temps, mm -hmm. but like warm sun. It was perfection. Yeah, it was awesome. And we and had terrible weather the couple days before that. When they flew in on Thursday, it was windy and gray and horrible. So I don't know. We just like woke up to the best day ever. Perfect race conditions. Mm -hmm. And then we had a huge surprise at mile six when we came out of the trail. We came to this one aid station and all of a sudden I hear a little voice go, Donna, 
And there's Marcy, our friend Marcy Holland and her husband. Marcy had thought about um, racing, but uh, decided she wasn't really ready for it. But she and her husband and two friends were staying in the park or very close by at a campsite there. And so she knew we were running and they had signs for us. And she had Diet Pepsi for us. What? She had... had, um, what do you call that? The banana. The Laffy Taffy. Laffy Taffy. She oh. had pretzels. I mean, it was like we got out of the that trail. And I remember feeling like, oh, this aid station is so great. And then Marcy was there. And it was just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. So that was really, really fun. It was great to see her. We she had told us that she would probably see us at mile 12. So we this it was totally unexpected that we saw her there. So that was just, she was like, that's an, so cool. She was like a, a cheerleading angel <laughs> with all her goodies. <laughs> and we were just coming off of the trail, and I was just super pooped right then. And it was just like the boost, I think, that we all needed like mm-hmm. a little caffeine, a little sugar, and a friendly face. It was mm-hmm. just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Never underestimate what your presence does at a race. Like if you, if, if you feel like, Oh, I'm just going to cheer or I'm just going to crew or whatever, man, that's just as important. Yeah. To, you know, it's just, I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's really fun. I think we should point out, she was the, basically the only cheerleader on the entire <laughs> course ever because True. they really didn't allow it. But since she was already in the park, Right. She was able to be there. Right. So right. It was the like the sole pick me up of the entire course. Yeah, that was really neat. That was a lot of fun. So we got to see her and then we continued on our way. And the rest of the course, even though it was pretty much on a road the rest of the time, right? Um, and it was a very hilly road. It was a lot of rolling hills, just up and down, up and down. But again, the views were just, just magnificent. So that made it, it did start to get a little warm. Um, but we pushed through, we had a good time, kept going. We finished. And, uh, what was the finish I don't know, line I would like? do it again. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. What were you going to say, Ryan? What was the finish line like? Um, they did call us in, right? Because we yeah. all had on matching Rothred shirt. Everybody and their brother was asking Jason why he didn't have a pink skirt like Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jason. Um, <laughs> but um, it was, they had an announcer. They had uh, the, photo, the photographer right there at the finish line. And then they also had, you know, have you guys ever seen the um, most signs that, you as you enter into a national park, all kind of look the same. Well, they've made them to say to look like those signs, but to say the race that you're at. So I think I posted a picture or two, and I can post one in the show notes or whatever. Um, so you get to pose with that, and they had signs that you could hold as well. They had chocolate milk, like real live chocolate wow. the chocolate milk on ice, which wow. was awesome. Yeah, that's like the best ending to any race, and yes. They- you yes. just don't see it often no, enough. You really don't. Wow. Or else it's like that protein chocolate milk. You know, it's not no, like no. legit chocolate milk. Yeah. This was real. This was Hershey's chocolate milk. Um, they had a great runner's box. Amy was just really 
into the design of the box because it had all the different patches from all the different races that you do from vacation races. So that was cool. Um, what else did we have there? Oh, and the metal was gorgeous. Really nice weight. Looked really good. And uh, I guess that was about it. Right? So did they have any kind of like after... I wouldn't say party, but could you stick around and hang out or were you encouraged to mosey on down? You were pretty much encouraged to mosey. I mean, they weren't like, please leave the area or anything like that, but there wasn't anything that would keep you there. Yeah. yeah. Um, there they was had one little photo op that was yeah. cute that they had somebody manning and taking pictures for us, which was right. nice. Right. That was the sign that, yeah, that I was mentioning. So that was nice that they had someone there to actually take your picture instead of you trying to maneuver it. Um, and people were a little bit lingering just to kind of eat some of their runner box or whatever, but it wasn't, there were just wasn't a ton of people anywhere. So you just never felt overwhelmed by it at all. It was pretty mellow, both the start and the finish line. Like it's pretty low key. Yeah, but it felt appropriate to the space we were in, even if we weren't in a pandemic. Right, like, it just felt just really chill. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like your run Disney pre-race dance party with lots of loud music and lights and DJs and stuff. But you didn't really expect that, um, and like just like you said, in the space that we were in. So it was a nice I, way to kind of dip your toes back into racing post, you know. Oh yeah, COVID, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Yep. So what what other um, destinations? And by the way, I keep thinking that was vacation races in your box, Ryan. What's that in my box? Remember your your box? No. Oh yeah. no 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 no! I I was like, wait a minute, what box? I didn't get that. Yeah, box. yeah. <laughs> I didn't open that box yet. Um, no, it it wasn't. It was uh, uh, marathon. Marathons. Tours. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they so do what some, other they destinations do, some destinations do they have? Stuff, but. Yeah, I was actually just on their website. They've got the Zion Half Marathon. They got Yellowstone, Mount Rushmore. Uh, Mount Ooh. Rushmore. Um, R2 and I are doing Mount Rushmore. This is going to be their last year that they're doing it. What? So we're both signed up for that. Yeah. Seriously? When yeah. is it? September 18th. I wonder why that is. I don't know. They got Mount Rainier, no. uh, Great Smoky Mountains, Rocky Mountains. R2 is also doing Tetons. He's doing that in June. Tetons. Yeah. Yosemite. Wow. I mean, it's you guys did a really good job selling this race. I mean, the, the experience uh, from start to finish and their ability to to put it on the sites, the national parks, uh, the execution. It all it all sounds wonderful, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I want to go do one now. For oh, sure. yeah. People yeah. who miss night races, there's a night race in Joshua Tree, and then I think one other one is a night race. The Zion also. one is. They have, I think they have the Zion one two times a year, and one is a night race, and one is not, because the night race one opens tomorrow morning, and I was already looking at that, too. Mm. I was too dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Encore. Oh god. So what was what was Donna, what was your favorite favorite aspect of this this particular race? Oh. If you had if you had if you had one piece that you had to sell someone on this race, what would, what would sell you on this race? Oh, I think the scenery. I mean, I think what you're running through and just what you're looking at 
is what made it so special because you don't you don't see that kind of desert everywhere. And it and it's amazing to me how when you think desert, you think kind of, you know, brown, little bit of green, kind of blah, but it's it's stunning. It's just stunning. And it it I don't I don't even know. I can't I don't have any more describing words because I just I'm like overwhelmed by it. It was just it was just gorgeous. Amy and Jason, is this in your backyard, pretty much, this race? Pretty close. It's about hour and a half away. So being so close to it, do these sites kind of start to feel way too normal? No, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, Tucson is the first place we went in Arizona and is what made us fall in love with the state. And I think my favorite thing about the race was watching Donna enjoy the landscape so much <laughs> because truly, you know, Southern Arizona is amazingly beautiful and the landscape is incredible. So it was fun to see someone else seeing that. Yeah. And you know me, I keep my excitement down to a minimum. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, one thing to mention about the swaros, the swaros are the big cactuses, you know, that you see or cacti that you see up everywhere. But those ones that have the arms on them, they're hundreds of years old, which is, you know, that blows my mind too. Just like the history of them. And you would see them on the mountain. They were just, they were just all over it, but they only grow in certain areas. So there's only a very limited amount of places that you can see them. And this is one of them. It's just really cool. I am happy to report there were no jumping cactuses jumping out at me. Mm. <laughs> you guys remember hearing that though on the podcast, right? That they said, I'm talking about the saguaro. They put out like the vacation races put out a little podcast before the race to tell you all that. That was the other thing. I mean, like you couldn't not know things because they had emails that they sent us on a, almost a daily basis up until the race came. They had podcasts that they were putting out. They had Facebook live that they were putting out. I mean, like they just had information. You were covered 100%. You knew what was going on. It was so great. So good. But anyway, they talked about these jumping jumping cactuses, didn't they? Am I crazy? No, no. You're not. that's a real thing. Over and over again, they kept saying that on the podcast, the right, jumping chola. I was freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but we didn't get to see any. Kind of would have been fun, but we didn't. So wait, where are these jumping jumping cacti? Are they all over Arizona or this is just in that? Now, Brittany's going to go try to find them. You don't know, no, Brittany. They just jump right out. <laughs> Brittany, we'll have to look for, you will have to look for javelinas. javelinas. They're not pigs. They're not pigs. What are what? they? They look like pigs. Um, what are they again? They're called javelinas. They're closer yeah, to a dog. Did they say it was closer to a dog than a pig? Yeah. So. But it okay, looks like so a pig. I'm, it looks okay. a lot like a warthog, and they have tusks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I will look for those. You know I like the wildlife. Yeah, don't, like, they will chase you, though, too. Like, don't. That's okay. Or anything. That's but. okay. I just have to be faster than the people with me, and I know I'm faster <laughs> than my sister. So we're good. <laughs> Uh, you have to at least be the second uh, at the worst be the second slowest right that's yeah. right that's right amy did you have or a favorite trip them. amy did you have a favorite uh feature of this race 
I think just having time with Donna and John was fantastic. We've only lived here for 18 months and we've been in pandemic for most of that. Mm. So we haven't seen our families or like other human beings. I probably just talked their ear off because it's yeah. like the first human interaction <laughs> that we've had in so long. It was just Nice. I, I think we both felt that way. Oh my gosh. The last night when we were sitting out at the fire pit, when we went back to our room, I'm like, John, why didn't we ever shut up? Why didn't we just <laughs> stop talking at any point? <laughs> but I think you do. You just get excited to be with people and ugh, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Well, I am definitely, definitely going to take a closer look at these vacation races. Um, Definitely. Yeah, let me know which one you do, Ryan, because yeah. I'm very interested. Because, you know, I, I love the trails. I love the state parks, the hiking, yeah. you know, all that. So this sounds great. And I, I yeah. think I think what kind of initially kind of made me a little gun shy, I've, I've seen some of the marketing stuff on social media and stuff about it, is sometimes you hit up some of these, like, race organizations that kind of put these races <laughs> together, but then they kind of do a little bit of a sloppy job, and it's yeah. not as well executed as just – it's advertised. And so you're kind of a little gun shy about it. And I think that's where I was with this, this race company, but uh, yeah, your guys's uh, experiences has sold me that I need to really look into this. Cause man, some of these sites, you just cannot. Mm-hmm. Beat. I mean, it is, it is the best. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely on the agenda. Highly recommend it. It was a good time. Well, Jason and Amy, we thank you for joining us this evening for uh, this episode. It was fantastic to to hear your race experience, and I'm just happy races are happening. I'm happy that friends are meeting up again, and hopefully soon enough this will slowly start to open back up, and we'll be back at Run Disney Races Marathon Weekend enjoying all the photos and friends, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Eight. All right. Well, thanks again, Amy and Jason. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Find us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just tap subscribe button to receive new episodes when they are released. We sometimes take extra breaks when life gets the best of us. So, uh, And remember to rate and review the show. We thank you very much. And check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Run Ohana Podcast. That is all. Peace. And chicken grease. Not as good, I know. <laughs> It works. <laughs>